Funko Pop. Hey guys, do you want to go to Lambert's? Happy Father's Day, or so it is a post Happy Father's Day edition of the Modern Christian Dudes Podcast. We have in the house, we have Funko Pro, Greg Walden, king of the dad jokes. You can hey. be busting out today. Yep, yep, yep. All right. And he, he is the master of those. So be paying attention. And we have uh, 2024 presidential candidate Jacob Nevels with us. Yay. Jacob. Hi. <laughs> you are a presidential candidate. Have you, a fi- have you filed the paperwork officially to be a presidential candidate? No. I'm going to let it be a surprise. Okay. What do you, we should look, I should look that up. Is that hard? Anyone can do that, right? Anyone can run for president. Yeah, you just so, have to be a natural born citizen in 35. Citizen? That's it. Okay. And you got to fill out the paperwork, don't you? Or no? Well, there is paperwork to, to fill know out. That you're but, official. Yeah. We can write you in, but I'd, I'd prefer that you be official, Jacob Neville. Yeah. yeah. We should just have you give the speech here on the podcast. <laughs> All right. It is Father's Day. You are watching. Now you can watch the. MCD, Modern Christian News Podcast Live. We're still getting certain things dialed in, some uh, other cameras that we do have. We have a two-camera set up here today, uh, but we appreciate you can listen to it anywhere, any podcast platform, but you can also now watch it live on Facebook, and we hope you enjoy the Modern Christian Dudes Podcast. Dudes talking news, sports, and God. I wanted to start off with this question to the audience, guys, and what is your favorite car that you have owned. And the reason I'm throwing this out there today is that I just purchased a brand new 2006 Toyota Matrix this last week or the week before. Oh, nice. So yeah, uh, it's a little hatchback car, four-door hatchback, cool little Matrix, uh, kind of, it's got a sport package on it, tinted windows, sunroof, and it's, it's a nice little car. I was driving it last night and I'm just in my happy place the reason I bought that car is before my twin boys were born, I also had a Matrix, the same year and model. And I was like, dude, I got to get, uh, when I was looking for another gas-efficient And vehicle. I, was, I was actually, when I pulled in the parking lot, I was looking for your truck. I was like, I don't know if Pastor's here or not. Did he forget we had a podcast? But I saw the car out there. I was like, I wonder if he just drove somebody else's car or but yeah, well, it's cool. Got a new car. Awesome. So that is at this point now, it is my all that that is my all-time favorite car that I've owned is the Toyota Matrix. How about you? Well, my favorite car I've ever owned is my first one is a 1972 Pontiac Catalina with a 400 cubic inch V8 beast. A boat. Yes. Okay. It's a beautiful car. What is it? Pontiac what? It's a Pontiac uh, Catalina. Okay. It's a two-door. Uh, describe describe that in words for people that are. Okay. Listening. It's, again, it's a very big car. <laughs> 400 cubic inch V8. Uh, what year was it? A 1972. Okay. Yeah, it's a big. We're on. Yeah. We're on. We're on the okay. video. So I'm going to show this in just a second. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, it's a 19. It's a so it's a two door family coupe. It's a not. It's not. It's too heavy to be a muscle car, but it had. You know, it did. Did have a little uh, get up and go when you pressed the gas pedal. The trunk was so big, I could put all my mowing stuff inside the trunk. Okay. Mower, gas cans, <laughs> weed eater. I mean, that thing, you could probably almost, you could almost probably live in that thing if you wanted to. Wow. Okay. But it was a nice car. Uh, I drove it to school uh, my senior year. And I, I mean, I had people, I had one guy offered to trade me a Camaro plus $2,000 for it. Okay. But it was my dad's car, so I couldn't sell it. You know, he bought it. I drove it type thing. And then I wrecked it before my senior year. And it went to the junkyard. We'll have to do that later. But that's yeah. one of those classic. The 70s were big boat cars. Yeah. Like they're super 
long for days. Not gas efficient. No, no. This, this it would not was, be allowed yeah. in 2023. <laughs> yeah, this thing was nowhere near gas, gas efficient. How yeah. about you, Jacob, your favorite car that you've actually owned? I mean, not the one you've dreamed of. Like My, my 1998 Ford F-150. 19, get a little closer to the microphone there, buddy. 1998. My 98 Ford F-150. Um, single cab, 8-foot bed. Um, I hauled um, 4,287 pounds of scrap metal in the um, truck bed of it, and that was just straight scrap metal. <laughs> You're a scrapper. You are a scrapper. So anyway, cool. Well, that's the question for you that are listening to the monitor. Your favorite car that you've ever owned? Put it in the comments below. Let us know. And I'm always interested. I'm always interested because I'm not super old. I'm getting middle-aged man now. But I'm always interested to be when I get like 70, 80, what's going to be the old car for me, you know, be like, oh man, I wish I, man, that 94 Toyota Corolla, that was a beauty. Woo. <laughs> be like, you know, you back. That's, that's like how people nowadays feel about the old, uh, old 20 and 30 Studebakers and stuff like that. You know, like, yeah, you're really, it's way out there, but yeah, it's all right. In that vein and in, in that note, we're on father's day or post father's day edition. So the king of the dad jokes, here he is. Funko pro Greg Walden. He's going to unleash some dad jokes slash Chuck Norris jokes as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to have okay. both, man. You got to have dad jokes and Chuck Norris jokes. Right? They're like okay. hand in hand. So I got a few of them. I'll tell a few dads and a few Chucks. All right. Um, after an unsuccessful harvest, why did the farmer decide to try a career in music? I don't know. Why? Because he had a ton of sick beats. Oh. <laughs> we need that drum roll thing. <laughs> I only seem to get sick sick on weekdays. I must have a weekend immune system. Oh. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, why, I don't get why Marvel doesn't use the Hulk to advertise more. He's basically a one big banner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to kind of know that know his name to understand yep. that, Dr. Banner. And then the last, last, last dad joke, I just found out I am colorblind. The news came out of the purple. You know, you know, you know, like <laughs> somehow right. the blue. Uh, applause the taking place all across the World Wide Web right now from these dad right, jokes. So, all right, so here are some good chucks. Chuck Norris. I wonder, does he get, Chuck Norris, does he get money off how much his name is used in the last decade via jokes? Well, if he got a, if he got a penny for every time his name was mentioned oh, yeah, he, well, he'd the be, last yeah, decade. He'd be rich again. Billionaire. Well, what's funny is uh, there's a guy, this the backstory of the Chuck Norris facts, was uh, back in the, I think it was in the 90s or early 2000s, uh, there was a guy that was actually doing a meme off another character, but I guess it kind of got bland, so he's kind of looking for something new, and it just happened to Chuck Norris. And it came out, you know, back in the 80s, you know, all these action movie stars who could fire a million rounds and nothing would ever touch him, touch him never got hurt. So they, he, to Chuck, his, he decided to make Chuck Norris facts off of it. And at first, Chuck Norris wasn't really cool with it, and then he actually actually had a lawsuit against a guy. But then Chuck decided to drop the lawsuit, and and he kind of embraced it. And then he and Chuck Norris actually has his own official book of of Chuck Norris facts. I do have that one, but wow! So, so yeah. Chuck Norris born in nineteen forty. That makes him eighty three years old now. Yeah, he's he's up there. How about years. that? So here we go. Some good old Chuck Norris facts. <clears throat> I just oh here we go. Oh, the quickest way to a man's heart is. With Chuck Norris's fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yep. 
There has never been, you know, there's never been a hurricane named Chuck because it would have destroyed everything. Oh, <laughs> that that's true. Very true. Very true. Chuck Norris is the reason why Waldo is hiding. Yep. Chuck Norris does not. <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't wear a watch. He decides what time it is. Oh. Chuck Norris spices up his steaks with pepper spray. Chuck Norris can get in a bucket. <laughs> Chuck Norris can get in a bucket and lift it up with himself in it. Most people have 23 pairs of chromosomes. Chuck Norris has 72, and they're all lethal. And then the last one. Well, <clears throat> Chuck Norris destroyed the periodic table because Chuck Norris only recognizes the element of surprise. Oh, Chuck Norris. What a man. What a great man. Oh, here's a, here's a bonus one. Sorry, this is a good one. When Chuck Norris was born, the only person who cried was the doctor. Never slapped Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris, we bless you today on this post-Father's yes. Day. What a great man that you are and an inspiration to us all. Chuck Norris, how about that? Uh, I, I can't, I'm just trying to find online here what Chuck Norris is doing nowadays, and I can't really figure out. Uh, I think he's kind of like, I mean, uh, I, know he's still work, I, I know he still works out. He's actually pretty... Uh, pretty uh stout for 81 years old oh i'm sure he is yeah he's still i'm sure he's like jack lalane you know he's gonna be going into the 90s at least you would imagine yep like you say chuck norris died 20 years ago but death hasn't had the courage to tell him (laughs) 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 all right any other great jokes there funko pro greg i don't want to over i don't overwhelm everybody with all the jokes there (laughs) (laughs) you only have to handle two minutes mention one time there all right. Very cool. Um, yeah. I lost some cameras here, guys, going on. So uh, let's bounce over to some news stories. Hope I can get them back. I'm going to have to trust you guys to talk here in just a second, okay, um, that you can keep us going. Oh, there we go. I got it. I got it. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. All right. So some stories that I have pulled up. Very sad one here. Pat Robertson, longtime host of the 700 Club and founder of the Christian Broadcasting Network, dies at 19, uh, 93, not, not 1993, but he died just a couple weeks ago. How about that, guys? Yeah, June 8th, that. he yeah. passed away. So it's been a couple weeks. I thought I'd bring that story up. Pat Robertson, I bring that up because, you know, we all they say we all will at some point in our life have our 15 minutes of fame, if you will. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. At some point in life, we're all going to have that 15 minutes of fame. Well, mine was, I have been on... The 700 Club. Yeah. Three times. I watched that one episode with Gabrielle. I watched that one. Yeah. So I have the episode with my daughter. She was born premature, nearly died. They did a special on Gabrielle's story. So they ran it one time and then they ran it two more times after that Christmas special editions. So Pat Robertson has said my name, Jeremiah Johnson, on the show. Johnson family. That's my 15 minutes of fame. You guys have a good 15 minutes of fame story yet? Have you achieved uh, the heights that I've achieved in being no, on the 700 Club? No, I've never been on the 700 Club. Uh, I don't think I really have much of anything to brag about. <laughs> I saw Leonard Nimoy once, but he didn't talk to me. He was like sitting yeah. across the hall. That was it. So there you go. He, he's very popular. Christian Broadcasting Network. He ran for president, didn't he, back in the 80s or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. Served the chancellor of Regent University, private Christian university. <clears throat> he's done a lot of stuff. So it's a sad thing. And it seems like uh, you know, people, there's a lot of people that died in June. I don't have all of them in front of me, but shout out to you, Pat Robertson. I'm sure you're in heaven right now. All right. Um, going into some sports here for just a second. I saw today that the Kansas City Chiefs, they have received... Finally, their official 
Super Bowl rings. How about that, guys? Yeah, they're not looking pretty nice, too. <clears throat> the champions. I wonder who's going to win this year. You got some early predictions yet over there? Oh, it's hard telling. Uh, I mean, I know that obviously the Chiefs will probably give another good run for it, but, but you know, Cincinnati, you'll never know. Cincinnati may pull one. I finally pull one out. You never know. Yeah. The, the beauty of the NFL is there's always a lot of parody. That's the beauty of the NFL. I mean, there are dynasties, and I, you're, you're lingering. The Chiefs are lingering into a dynasty now because they got two Super Bowls with one Pat Mahomes and the crew, yep. and they've been contenders each and every year, so yeah. we'll see what happens. I think the Chiefs got to be up there. A lot of uh, you know, Tom Brady's retired now. Yeah, he's so doing he's commercials out of now. The mix. Seems like a lot of people are kind of predicting, from what I could tell, the Chiefs versus potentially the 49ers this year's Super Bowl. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, I'm big. You know, I wasn't a big 49ers fan. I used to be a 49ers fan when Joe Montana was there, but not that sense. What about those you guys that are listening? Are you a rings guy? Do you do you think that's cool? I know there's been a little debate uh, in some sports if should they keep doing the championship rings or not? Should they do like a watch? Should they do a championship belt? I I think the rings are fine. I mean, I don't got one, so it doesn't really matter to me. But (laughs) but I think the rings are fine. I mean. Presidential nominee candidate Jacob Neville. Are you a football fan over there or not? I like football. Okay. Do you have a team? Do you have a, a pick? Do you have any hot takes regarding football for us right now? I say Kansas City Chiefs. The Red Kingdom. So there we go. A little NFL sporting news. We did have the US Open. Doesn't bother me that much there, and I'm not a big golf guy or those kind of things. So, all right, any other hot stories there for you, Funko Pro, Greg Walden? Well, then Tom Brady doing he's uh, he's now in the, doing a lot of the Hertz uh, commercials now on YouTube. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's. I didn't see yeah, that. Yep he he's like on every third or fourth video he's he's uh, on a Hertz commercial. So yeah, are Tom, they good? Are they funny? Well, man, it's footballish. I mean, okay. It's, you know. <laughs> In some tech news, I'll bring up the Apple. We've been waiting for this for a little while. I know I have. Uh, I've dabbled in the AR VR game in that I borrowed Big Ben's MetaQuest goggles for a little bit. But uh, just a couple weeks ago, the Apple Vision Pros came out. Did you guys see this? No, I've seen it. The AR VR glasses. They are at the price point of $3,500 for the new Apple Vision Pro goggles that they are called. They look really cool. I've watched. There's a lot of YouTube videos out on them. But basically what happened is a lot of content creators were invited to use them for 30 minutes roughly in that ballpark and then that's it they couldn't video you know they couldn't video their experience or those kind of things but a lot of hype for the apple vision pro it's just out of my price point i can't afford that i don't really get into that stuff but very very cool if you go watch some of the videos if you're in the ar vr i knew that they're going to be top notch they're going to rise above Zuckerberg and the MetaQuest goggles. I wouldn't mind if I could pull it off at some point. I still wouldn't mind. There's supposed to be a MetaQuest 3 goggles that are going to come out. So basically, Meta came out with the MetaQuest um, goggles. What were they called before that? They're the... Oculus. 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 Then there was uh, Oculus 2, which became MetaQuest 2. And there's going to be some MetaQuest 3 goggles that come out. Those are supposed to be more affordable because then they came out with the MetaQuest Pro, which are like $1,500. And so it's interesting. So all that to say is you know that th- this technology is viable. And, you know, if, if Apple does it, it's a viable technology. Yeah. So the AR, VR, we're going to see more and more of it. Yeah. Just, I don't know if VR is really for me. I, I just, that's never, it really was my thing. But I mean, if it's your thing, hey. 
I think what they're trying to develop is uh, uh, imagine. Okay, so Funko Pro, you got a big desk going on there. You got a man yeah. cave. Yeah. He's got a man cave. So imagine your man cave. All that stuff that you have there, those screens, those are all gone in just a pair of goggles. I'd be tripping over my coffee table. <laughs> I mean, tripping but over I my mean, coffee table. That, that's, really I mean, seriously, though, that's kind yeah. of the goal is yeah. that all those screens that you're yeah. looking at, they would be gone. You just have yeah. your AR VR goggles. And then basically it's they're, they're trying to figure out now the balance of hardware software, right? So basically, I mean, they could almost, the goal is, the, the goal really is to try and get, eliminate a lot of that hardware. Yeah. So you don't have screens. They would just be all be right in front of you and then how you type or whatever. Right. But you remember back when the kids, your parents said, get back from the TV screen. Now you're putting the TV screen right next to your eyes. That's kind of funny. That's kind of ironic. Kind of funny, but that's just. Yeah. And they're, they're saying that was Zuckerberg's argument. He was recently on the Les Friedman. Is it Les Friedman podcast or whatever? And he was talking about he's kind of a believer in the tactile feel yeah. of technology so basically the apple vision pro you don't there, there's no controllers with that thing it's all wow it's there's sensors and cameras that are reading all of your hand movements and all those kind of things so i've heard it's amazing the guys that are that that uh that would be kind of good like some bowling, like, like like bowling games like back when the Wii first came out people were th tossing their uh, controllers to the screen because it would slip and Controller would hit the screen, crack the screen, so now you can bowl without without uh, tossing your controller into the screen. Yeah. So that that so so what you just said though that that's what they're processing. They're processing. They're thinking Funko Pro Greg Walden or me or whatever thinks this is cool, but the problem is how are we going to get people to make the transition right to wear this to like really em fully embrace it? That's the pro that's the problem. It's it's again it's one of those things where technology is there, right? The technology for these things are are present and available. It's just getting people to want to use them. Right. And, and well, I think you're going, we, you know, like VR is probably more of a niche thing than in the widely mainstream accepted, you know, it's, do you, how do you, how do you get it from being a niche to a mainstream? That's the challenge because most people, like some people are just not into that. Yeah. And, you know, that's just not their, they, they like technology, but there's only a certain level that they're willing to, to go, go to. Yeah. That's it. I, here's, here's ideally, you, you guys both have glasses on right now. Imagine your glasses that you wear. You like them, right? I'm assuming you, the glasses oh, have you have on. Them, yeah. yeah, you have to have them, but you yeah. also like them, right? You're, you're comfortable wearing them right, all. Yeah. You wear them all day long. Yeah. And you are now comfortable with that. That's, that's what they're trying to pull off right now. It's basically those glasses that Funko Pro Greg and Walden, could, could I put a computer, phone, all of that in those that he would wear and feel comfortable wearing all day long and able to do everything. Now, now where I would kind of like it, like say if you're driving somewhere and you can, like you're on a trip, you can just have a little, little map right there on one of your, that, yes. you can see, you know, without that's what phone. they want. Yep. Yeah. That's what they're going for. Yeah. So anyway, though, they'll, they'll get there maybe someday. All right. Presidential potential presidential nominee over here. Candidate Jacob Neville. What do you think about all this tech? Are you a techie guy or what? Get closer to that little, microphone if you could. A little bit, not too much. Um, <laughs> technical is very interesting. <laughs> Apple Vision Pro, I can't afford them. Can't afford that kind of big boy purchase. Uh, that's kind of that's that's that's, that's, that's like, uh, my, uh, my big boy purchase going on there. <laughs> All right, any other news there? You got Funko Pro, Greg Walden. You just had the dad jokes holding. Yeah, I just here. had the dad jokes. Okay, here I, I do. Let's go ahead and we'll just dive into our spiritual conversation discussion for the day. It does lean in with a story that I banked in my files here for the MCD. 
Recently, Conor McGregor, the UFC star, he's kind of gotten big. You guys know Conor McGregor, yeah, yeah. the Irishman. He was a top star. He hasn't fought for almost a couple of years now. Anyway, did you see that he punched out the Miami Heat mascot? This yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I heard that. So you can check this out. Conor McGregor punches and sends Miami Heat mascot to the emergency room. This happened now a week or two ago in the NBA Finals. But <laughs> kind of crazy. So the question is, why did he do it? So it was a promotion. Okay. It, it was so it was staged. It was supposed to happen. So okay. it's not like it wasn't supposed to happen. They planned because that's what if you go see the mascot, he comes out in boxing gloves and a oh, robe. Okay. So he kind of had it. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was all rigged. It was supposed yeah. to happen. And <laughs> but I don't I don't I think he's trying to get money out of it. Quite honestly, I've watched the replays. It doesn't even look like the first punch. It looks like he like scrapes the top of his head. Mm. in this giant fluffy mascot and then he just goes down like he got nailed by it yeah then he goes down now the second punch that's the one i argue it he does look like he punched him potentially where his face would be at the mascot maybe maybe it could have had a choreographical uh mishap where he wouldn't really tend to but the guy got too close and maybe yeah connected i don't know it's interesting (laughs) but it is kind of funny to watch what's funny to watch is the crowd like booed mcgregor the thing was supposed to be set up where mcgregor would be you know they cheer for him and be, but the crowd yeah. did not take lightly the abuse of their mascot there. But I'm going to lead into the story. What I want to get in the spiritual talk I want to talk about is that then what he made even bigger news for was the next day or two came out that he was allegedly raped a woman in the bathroom of the uh, Miami Heat club bar area. Did you guys hear about this? No, I haven't heard about. Okay, that. so anyway, basically uh, Conor McGregor uh, is, is accused of a woman at this point, uh, raping her in a bathroom. Basically, you can see some videos. I, I kind of looked in the story a little bit because we're going to talk about it. There's a video from TMZ where you see McGregor take this woman into the bathroom. His security guards are all standing around. I'm not going to re- say the graphic details of you know what unfolded there. You can read that online. But basically, he, he did several uh, sexual acts uh, to her and then comes out of the room. And, and there's video footage, and you know he's denying it. She's saying it's true. Uh, I'm guessing what will most likely happen is probably be like a little uh, payout potentially or something like that, or he will attempt to settle. That'd be my guess. But you know, the one thing that I was like, is like, dude, McGregor, my thought coming out was like, man, money corrupts people so bad. You know, McGregor, he used to be, I, I can't ever say I was a big fan of McGregor, but the one thing that if you're a fight fan, I'm a fight fan that you admired about McGregor is he was this, uh, Irish star brash, charismatic he started out on on welfare when he was uh, you know he's on welfare he was co- uh, this con- this fighter with big dreams you know one day i'm going to be a champion and all this kind of stuff and then he comes in the ufc and he starts winning bouts and people are getting behind him you know even even me i was like whoa look at this mcgregor guy and he kind of had this personality and he had charisma and then all of a sudden he did the floyd mayweather fight which he got a hundred million dollars for and basically since then it's just like He's hugely successful in terms of money made. He started a whiskey company, Proper 12. He sold that for like three to $400 million. So the guy is roughly worth, they say, like six to $700 million. But it, but it just shows you that when you get all this worldly stuff, it corrupts you, you know, and it just ruins your life. And so um, what I'm trying to get at is a scripture I used on Sunday was from Luke chapter 9. Verse 25, where it says, what good is it if a man gains the whole world yet forfeits a soul? You know, And so here you are, you see this guy, this athlete that's rich beyond what we could even comprehend, you and I, and, and what we'll most likely ever have in our entire lifetimes, right? 
and he has he has uh, rich, he has fame, he has cars, he has. But his life is an epic disaster. So they've had you know in the last year or two, there's been all these other stories of him partying and drinking and just kind of being this out of control person. And it just you know just it just brought me back home to that point once again. What good is it if you gain the whole world? And forfeit your soul. You know, money doesn't bring happiness. Fame doesn't bring happiness. Riches doesn't bring happiness. Obviously, we believe here as Christian men of God that true peace, happiness is found in Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, that verse is a very, very relevant verse for today. I, I, I would also think that that verse is saying your soul is more important than any any material, money, excitement, Anything you can get on this earth because everything on this earth is temporary. It's a vapor. Your soul yeah. is what's important because your soul is eternal. And so, so, so many people in our society, they don't have, they don't care one whim about their soul. They only care about getting money, getting fame, getting riches, having all the stuff, but they don't care about their soul. And so, you know, that verse is like, why, do, how, what does it profit a man if he gained the entire world? I mean, you you got rich people like Conor McGregor who don't care about their soul, but you also got poor people who don't care about their soul. So you got everything from not having nothing to having everything, but but you're not taking care of your you're not paying any attention to your eternal soul. Yeah, you, you don't profit uh, out. You know you don't profit, and the, the only way you're going to profit is is if your soul is is if you if your soul is correct with with the relationship with Jesus Christ. Apart from Jesus, like the Bible says, apart from Christ, you're nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. It's like I got, I got a good job, I got a house, but really, if I put down everything in perspective, without Jesus Christ, I am nothing. And it just, you know, it just seems like over and over again we see that it doesn't satisfy, right? You know, it nope. doesn't satisfy. You could have, you could have all that you want, and it's going to wear off, you know. And I'm thinking as we're talking in this discussion, I love that where Jesus one time at the woman at the well, he's like, let me give you living water and you'll never thirst again. Meaning that there's a, a content and a peace that's found in Jesus Christ that you just can't get in the world. I know I pick on Jeff Bezos a lot um, here sometimes on the show, but Jeff Bezos, look at a guy like that, you know, how rich he is and he's buying yachts and he's, you know, again, divorcing his wife. Oh, I got the newer, younger, hotter woman now, you know, all yeah. these kind of things. And it just, it doesn't seem like this stuff ever satisfies it don't satisfy, and, and it's like I got a friend on Facebook. Uh, I'm gonna say I won't embarrass the person's name, but battling cancer, and, and of course I, I don't think the person's saved. Being obviously, I don't think the person's saved, but they're like, I'm fighting cancer. I'm gonna get over this. Okay, I, I, pray, I pray that obviously I mean I don't want to see anybody, you know, die of cancer. And you know, I mean obviously we want all of our loved ones to to recover, you know, to get healed and all that. I said, what good is it? That goes back to that verse. What good is it? Does a man, does a gain a man get into horror? What good is it? Say, say, say for argument's sake, you're healed from cancer. You get what? Years of, of, uh, you get years of unreliable. You, you get years of, you, you don't even know how many more years you got left on this earth. You could get, like yeah. I say, you could, you could get the news, you're cancer free tomorrow, get killed in a car wreck. So what good did it do? Yeah. Good what good did it do? I said, your soul is more important than being healed of any physical disease. Your soul is more important than getting a job. Your soul is more important than having a house, anything on this physical earth. Your soul is more important. I mean, that's like, that's where we need to focus is, is, is on our soul. 
in you know like you know so that's just, you know that's just my, you know my the emphasis is value on the soul yeah let me say this to you jacob neville future presidential candidate over there joining us today special guest okay i'm saying this respectfully you don't seem to be an extremely wealthy person but no. you seem to be a very happy fulfilled person in life why is that why is that um I would love to have more money, but I have what I need each day to survive. And money has never really been something that I've really cared about. I've, I've always figured God has given me two hands. God has given me two feet. And I can pretty well survive with that. So I've, I've never really cared um, too much about wealth um, because God, God has always um, provided what I've needed, when I needed it, and how I've needed it. Great point. And but that- if any, anyone's out there that... Um, Got got some million dollars extra. Hey, I'll, I, I'd, I'd, I'd be I'd be glad to accept. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. there are people, but they're just not going to give it to us. Well, think about how many of these rich celebrities commit suicide. That's yeah, exactly. I mean, you think why would the you know if you you know secretly thinking why why would they commit suicide? They got all the money. They they don't have they don't have a, a stress or worry in this physical life to worry about. They, they you know they have all the money they can. If they need something, they just go out there and get it. So like. But they commit suicide. Why? I believe because mo- money does not buy happiness. It, yep. it it will not buy happiness, and it will not buy love. But it, the world thinks. But, but the world tells you that having money gives you happiness. The devil tells you having yeah. all this gives you happiness. But it's a lie. It doesn't yeah. give you happiness. I might I might fight, I might push back on that ever so slightly. Is money can buy you happiness, but money can't buy you peace. Right. Or fulfillment, you know, yes. and I, I would just define that as saying, you know, money can buy you. Uh, let me say it this way, because you maybe it's semantics. Money can buy you temporary pleasure. Yes. But it can't fulfill, bring fulfillment into can't, your life. Can't you know? fill that void in, in, yep. in your life. Yep. That only Jesus can fill. Which is why, you know, people do drugs, alcohol, substances, yep. buy super expensive things, all so yeah, I was I was thinking a lot about that this week when when or when I saw that Conor McGregor story, I was like, man, what a what a sad tale. Because I think that guy's, I mean, I think that guy's headed towards disaster. You know, is is he clearly he's doing all this crazy stuff and it's not working out for him, fulfilling him. And then you know when you get in that mode, you think you you start to think you're God and you can just do whatever you want to do, and it's very self destructive in the end. Well, that's that's basically what sin does. I mean, sin. The Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And those who follow the devil's ways, that's where it eventually leads. Yeah, and and he said that right. What a great man! That's one that we can always center ourselves on in our Christianity is the, the Garden, Adam and Eve, because that's what the devil said. He's like, hey, if you eat from this tree, you'll be like God. Which was You'll what know. he, which is what the devil wanted to do originally. Yeah, exactly. that was his original. This was his original <laughs> spiel. So we strongly suggest Jesus um, as the fulfillment of your life, and that 
man, you, you can have all the stuff in the world. I mean, you could even have a 2006 Toyota Matrix like me. It's not, even that's going to wear off for me, okay, at some point. No. But here's <laughs> anyway. the real question. Here's the core question. This, this is, our, is, is, I mean, it's not, again, I, you know, I believe that God gives us the ability, like he gives us talents. I mean, you have talents. You have pastor. You have talents that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jacob, Jacob has Jane talents Ed. that I don't have. I have talents. So God gives us gifts and talents, and then we use those both to serve God and also to provide for our families. And and and, and, I, and I'm thankful for what God's given. You know, get the talents that God's given me, the, te- the the doors that God's opened for me throughout the years, the, the fellowships I got to meet over over the years, and. And so uh, the I just lost my chance to talk. Uh, but you know I just here's the but the question is you know are you you know well I mean are you I mean what are you willing to lay down for the service of Jesus? Are you willing to lay all those treasures and things down? Because I'm like I, just, I was talking to my wife the other day. I was like there's a good chance, especially as believers. I mean we I mean I'm telling you you see if you watch the news, see what's going on in the world around you, that certain agendas we all know what they are. People are people around the world are getting arrested, losing their jobs for standing up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, what in, in our in our modern America, which you know, a lot of people are like, you know, like, well, God wants. It's like you're. It's like, are you willing to? You know, God doesn't. Here's the thing: it's like you look at the Bible, Jesus. The Bible, the New Testament says Jesus had no place to lay his head. So Jesus on this earth did not own a house. I mean, he didn't own a house. He didn't. He didn't, he wasn't rich and wealthy. Paul, was it Peter? Was a uh, and he's like, hey, you got a guy who's begging on the street. He goes, silver, gold, I do not have, but Jesus, I do have. Yeah. So I mean, Peter. I mean, I don't think Peter had a million dollars walking around as an apostle serving Christ. He's probably living day to day, city to city. You know what? You know, living off you know you know generosity of, of people of fellow believers who would you know pour into the, into the, in their lives. So. So, I mean, we have this concept, like, as Christians, we should have big houses, lots of money, and all that stuff. But that's like, that's not the right concept, man. Jesus promises to be with you. Jesus actually promises that the world will hate you. Jesus promises that you will go through troubles and persecution, but he promises to be with you. And he promises never to abandon you. So the, so the concept as believers, especially going through our current uh, culture, is that what are the promises of God in our culture today? Promises God that He'll be with you. He'll never forsake you. He will. He will be right there with you, and get and give you the power to overcome the world, the flesh, the devil. He gives you that power, and so and so and, and so. Our, the question is, and, and it's coming soon. Is is that are is is it, as the agenda as and until Jesus comes back, I pray that comes back soon. But until the Lord, as, as long as the Lord tarries, the the pressure. On believers are going to get, is going to increase, mm-hmm. especially like my job. Obviously, my job is prime. I could walk. It's like I was telling. I was we was trying, a couple weeks ago. I was telling the kids. It's like, you know, I could walk in to my job tomorrow, and there will be an email saying you must, you must do this, which is anti godly. Yeah. So the question is, am I going to choose God or am I going to choose my job? That's the question. If I choose God, I could lose my job and lose my home. Everything. Am I? Are you willing to stand for Christ to that point where you're willing to to choose Him over your over your own house, your own pleasure, your own money, income, everything? And that's coming, yeah. guys. That's just my opinion. Yep. Final thoughts there, Jacob Nevels. 
I agree. I I agree um, that um, it it it's coming to that point that um, we're gonna have to um, really um, decide who we're gonna choose if we're gonna choose God or we're gonna choose this world with everything that's going on in it. Yep, absolutely. Well, I hope you guys had a tremendous and wonderful Father's Day, whatever you did. Hopefully you ate some good food. You worship mm-hmm. Jesus. You done Amen. all kinds of, spent time with your family, all that yeah. kind of good stuff. So, hey, Conor McGregor, I strongly suggest Jesus. Amen. Um, I think he can really fulfill your life. And I'd love yeah. to talk to you about it if you want to, or you might have people in your life you could already talk to about that. And those of you, what good is it? The Bible says this, what good is it if a man gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? We're the modern Christian dudes. Dudes talking news, sports, and God. We'll talk Stop to you next around. time.